Last week, global outages across the Facebook network left people all over the world without access to our primary social media platforms for hours and hours on end. In response, I sent out a question to those entrepreneurs over on our email list and I asked, what would happen if it were to stay down? Right? I sent out the email wanting to know the answer to one very specific question. How would you keep your business going if social media weren't an option? In response, I got a ton of feedback from the entrepreneur community with all different types of <laughs> ideas on how they would continue to market their businesses without social media platforms. And in response to that, I decided that I'd host a little one-on-one -on -one private chat via Zoom, of course, um, so that we could discuss some lessons, some key takeaways of um, what, the, what the outage really should have highlighted for each of us as business owners. If you weren't there live for the session, I want to let you know you're not going to find a replay on social. But I am going to treat you to the replay of that private session here on today's podcast, and I hope that you enjoy it. If last week's incidences made you wonder, hmm, how would I market my business outside of social? Well, you're really going to enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the realities of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, a tea-loving, shoe-collecting mother of three in constant search for the most poppin' pair of earrings and the perfect shade of red lipstick. I'm also a professional henna artist and business strategist who went from barely being able to piece together a fluid design to being the owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. I'm on a mission to help henna professionals to harness their skills and grow vibrant, profitable businesses that they absolutely love. If you want to make more money with your art, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, Hennapreneurs, welcome back to another episode of the Hennapreneur Podcast. On today's episode, I am giving y'all a little, a little tea, a little something. I'm taking a little bit behind the scenes of what happened for me or how I uh, approached the outages that took place last week with the Facebook network. As we all know, Facebook was down, Instagram was down, WhatsApp was down. All of the different online platforms that are tied to that Facebook network all just went goodbye. <laughs> and they were out for literally an entire work day. And while those platforms were out, I connected with the Hennapreneur community by way of email. And I asked the question, what would happen if they stayed down? What would happen if we didn't have social media? What would you do? And how would you continue to market your business if social media was not an option? And I received a bunch of different replies with all sorts of different ideas, which I will talk to you a little bit inside of this episode. But the following day, I decided to go live via Zoom and we had a private session. It was just a very small kind of town hall sort of thing. If you missed it live, you missed it, missed it. <laughs> but we did a little live on Zoom where I, one, shared some of the feedback that I got from that question the day prior. Also, I talked a little bit about the ways in which we should be considering marketing our businesses and the, the ways that we should approach marketing our businesses outside of social media. And then I took you behind the scenes and I shared a little bit with those attendees around how I managed to pull in an extra thousand dollars worth of revenue from, you know, during the time that outage was was happening. 
And so if you missed this session, I did see a couple of people that tried to get into the room after we'd already finished up. So if you missed the session, I did get, you know, also emails saying, hey, is there a replay? And it's like, no, fam, I, there's no replay for this. You had to show up live. But because I know that so many people did want to access that call and were unable, I am giving y'all giving y'all the replay here. So you have the opportunity to, to hear what we discussed while we were in that live session last week. And I'm hopeful that it gives you some context and I hopefully it gets you some things for you to roll around in your mind as it relates to marketing your business outside of social media. And I actually do want to point out, we're not just talking about social media. One of the points that was brought up in some of the responses that I received from the Hennepreneur community is, oh, well, I have their phone numbers. I connect with my clients via WhatsApp. I would just still, you know, I'd reach out with them or reach out to them rather using that platform. And y'all, WhatsApp was one of the affected, <laughs> one of the affected platforms, right? And this lesson, if you will, this uh, experience was enough for us to really come to, to to the realization that there are things that we need to do to be better positioning ourselves in terms of being strategic with our marketing methods and how we connect with our clients moving forward. But I don't want to give away all the tea here in this intro. So without further ado, here we go. Here is the replay of our call from last week. Enjoy. So yesterday, wowza, right? So yesterday, Actually, I was in a meeting with Team Hennepreneur. We wrapped up just around 12, 15, 1230. And um, I went to grab my phone to go live in pro inside of the Inside Circle. And like, I couldn't get on. And so I'm messaging the team and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm not able to connect on my phone. I'm, I'm not even able to connect on, you know, on uh, on my laptop. Like, what's really happening here? And they're like, we're at first we're like laughing and joking, like, oh, it's just me. Because, you know, Mercury's in retrograde. and I also am like, you know, tech, whatever. I shouldn't say that. I'm actually pretty technically inclined. But for whatever reason, I was like, you know, it was not a good day. I'm like, it's just my luck, right? And so, um, <laughs> and then we see, oh my gosh, Mariam actually, our community manager, Mariam, um, <laughs> she did a Google and she's like, oh my gosh, like it's down. It just crashed like a couple of minutes ago. And wow, then we were out of social entirely for like the whole day here my time the platforms came back up or started to become back like started to become available again around 6 p.m so it really was six almost seven hours worth of not having access to social and I don't know about you but like for me I was going through full-blown withdrawal <laughs> um, and I was so sure that they were going to fix the issue quickly and then they didn't and I have so many thoughts about that. Like I have a whole political tinfoil hat, like conspiracy thing about that. And I'll talk about that like another time. That's a whole nother story. But what I will say is that I was surprised by how long the outage was, was present. And for the same reason, I was actually kind of like, mm, do we even want to talk about that? Like, And so I was caught, I was a little bit hesitant at first to even discuss it with like my business's audience, but it was something that immediately I was like, I need to talk to y'all about though. Like, Y'all entrepreneurs need to, we need to, we need to have a conversation here. One of the things about the outage that I found to be really like a stark reminder is just that fact that we do need to place our intention around the use of marketing methods that belong to us. We need platforms that belong to us. We need to be using communication methods with our clients that belong to us that are not dependent on social. And this is something that there was a really interesting divide in terms of the 
like the feedback that I started to, that I got via email from, you know, all the different henna artists, I could tell there was, there was a very stark difference between those who are working with me or have worked with me and those who did not, because those who have worked with me definitely understood this, this premise. And those that did not like, they immediately started thinking about very, very different methods. So some of the, (laughs) some of the, uh, some of the suggestions that I got, or some of the, the answers to the question, what would you do to continue your business, to continue your business? If social media weren't in play, if that weren't an option for you, some of them were really funny. Some of them were really creative. Some of them I probably would not suggest, but here we are. So there was everything from putting up local flyers. I got an email that said, you know, I would look to advertising locally in my city with local magazines and newspapers. Actually, quite a few people made the suggestion of, you know, that they would reach out to like local newspapers and like local paper advertising, which I'm not going to say there's not a time or place for, but like I wouldn't spend my money there just saying. Also, let's see, pushing people towards other platforms on social. Someone mentioned Pinterest. Someone mentioned TikTok. Someone did say that they would move to collecting email and phone number when they're booking their appointments, which is actually a little bit surprising to me because I thought, well, what are you doing when you book your appointments now? Right? Like, I feel like these are pieces of information that you really should have about your clients. But that, you know, there's that. Someone said, LOL, flyers, maybe. Someone said, smoke signals. <laughs> hey, the smoke signals one really took me out. I appreciated the humor and the, the honesty there. But, you know, this artist was saying that, like, she, she basically, her business would be totally behind if this were to happen because she, she would not be prepared. She does not have the systems in place to continue marketing if social media weren't an option. So she would... <laughs> she would be reduced to sending smoke signals to her audience. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Let's see, we have some additional suggestions. MailChimp flyer, giving my clients alternative contact details, using like blog feeds. This one is actually a really good one, the suggestion around blogs. And I'm going to come back to this because I definitely have some feedback there. There was also, (laughs) someone said, Someone said that her, in her experience, actually, she doesn't get most of her clients from social media. And this is actually, this is a previous, previous client of mine. She's a, she's a graduate of the accelerator. And so for her, her primary source of finding clients or clients finding her rather is actually Google. She's ranked so high in the Google algorithms that like, it's just, that's how people find her. Nine times out of 10, she says, uh, when she asks people, how did you find me? That's the answer that they give her, uh, which I loved. I thought that was really, really, it just, it speaks to good marketing. Someone, let's see, let's see what else we've got. Oh my gosh, there are so many good ones. Someone said, yeah, I would definitely rely on blogging to help drive traffic to my website and keep customers updated via an email list. Someone said, I would go with referrals and word of mouth marketing. Someone said, you know what, I don't have these things also. I don't have these things in in place, meaning the website, I I believe. I actually sent a follow-up question to this artist and I didn't hear back from her just yet. But what it seemed to me reading her response is that she didn't have these systems, meaning she didn't have the website, she didn't have the email list, she didn't have a system for referrals. And so she actually also was someone who said that if she needed to rely on these other avenues to market or advertise her business, she would have to implement and build them first, which, which, which would put her and her business behind. And that was really insightful. 
someone else came up with, you know, an email list and email list, email list came up quite frequently. What was interesting, and I'm going to come back to this in a bit, is that there's definitely knowledge gap as it relates to how to use email marketing for your clients, what that actually means and like what implications exist there. So I, I want to, I'm going to touch on that a little bit. Someone said, I'll put out uh, posters at public places. Go door to door was another one. I'll go door to door distributing pamphlets. I'd go to schools, I'd go to colleges and universities. That was very interesting to me. And so, yeah, these are some of the high level. There were so many, oh my gosh, there were so many emails that I got. But the general gist of what was happening is, you know, a lot of people said I would initially go into panic mode, which is fair. Initially, I would go into panic mode. And then after that, I would start either blogging, working on my website presence, leaning into email marketing, or doing some sort of like very active outreach inside of their community, be it like offering the flyers, offering the door-to-door service, or those lovely smoke signals. With this kind of in mind, I don't want to say that any of these things are wrong, right? Like actually... There are definitely right and wrong ways to market your business, right? There are definitely right and wrong ways to market your business. And those things are fluid. It's going to depend on where you are, what your resources are, where your people hang out and like other, you know, nuance, right? Nuance that exists inside of that dynamic. Some of the examples were pretty creative. Some of them like, again, were not things that I would do, but that doesn't mean that they wouldn't make sense for that artist. And so I want to kind of, one, just like acknowledge, first of all, thank everyone who, who responded because it gave me some insight also into how I could like help with that and also release perhaps any judgment around what you're not doing right now. And that was something that came up often. Like there were, there was a trend in the messages that I got. Many people offered a suggestion, like, this is what I would do. And then they would say something like, but I'm not doing it now. Or they'd put like sad emojis that they're not like, they're not doing this. They're not making that happen now, whatever. And I want to encourage that we just like release that judgment because it's not necessary and it doesn't serve us. We can't do like, these are systems marketing, marketing and advertisement and sales are all systems that have to be developed over time. And so if we know that there's a gap, We can certainly work to fill that gap, but we need to also be gracious with ourselves as it comes to, and as it relates to us building our marketing practices, right? Rome didn't build itself overnight and marketing is very much a Rome situation, okay? So regardless of what method you choose in building out your, you know, and building out your marketing strategy, what's most important is is keeping these two things in, in, in mind. Who am I trying, whose attention am I trying to capture and where do I need to be in order to do that, right? And it was interesting in in reviewing the answers that I received, it was interesting how many people in like immediately went to what was comfortable for them or like familiar to them or felt like the quote unquote right answer, but very few people, in fact, only those people who I have a history with, like I've worked with them, they've attended workshops, we've done VIP days, they're inside of my program, whatever. Only those people made any mention at all of their ideal client. Like it seemed like everyone else was just kind of like grabbing for like, what's the easiest, what's the thing that I could do? I'll take flyers, right? Which, you know, kind of poking, uh, poking holes a little bit at the example of taking flyers to, you know, posting flyers around town. There's nothing wrong with posting flyers around town, but 
does your ideal client, like where does your ideal client hang out around time? It seems like a very wasteful use of our energetic and time resources and potentially financial resources also as you're like building out these marketing uh, assets. But it seems like a quite the heavy misuse, <laughs> misuse of, of resources to just go out all willy nilly and like be posting flyers around when you could just as easily only go to those areas that your ideal client frequents. And so as it relates to, you know, building out your marketing strategy outside of social media, because this, this also applies on social, like to be very clear, you want to be present in those spaces in the, you know, in the digital space where your ideal client hangs out. Similar to that, outside of social media, we need to be in the spaces where our ideal client hangs out. And so where can you connect with that person? Does it make sense to take the flyers to the university or to the college? Does it make sense to hang the flyers in your local grocery store? Does it make sense to hang the flyers on like the, what are they called? What are those things called? The electric poles or whatever? As you're, you know, you know, next to the highway, like what sense do these things make? Um, and what's the most effective is going to depend very much on your unique business. And so that's why we have to know who our ideal client is. And so we can really understand where and how to focus and concentrate our efforts. I will say that with those things, like using those things as a baseline, using those things as a premise, right? You know who your people are, you know where they show up. And also that piece of, we all, we have a way to communicate with them that is our own that isn't dependent on platforms that don't belong to us that then is where i would say absolutely for me i would be making very very strong suggestion that if you're not already doing this now is the time build out your web presence we need to have a website you need to have a booking platform you need to and listen all of these things don't have to happen all at once you can totally build one piece out and then move to the next piece you could totally you know start start small that's fine right it's okay to have that. But the premise here is that we do need to have platforms that belong to us. The thing about when you are marketing your business on social media is that as soon as you create that content and place it out onto that platform, that content now belongs to that platform. And if that platform does go down, or if they decide to shut down your accounts, or if they decide that they no longer wish to deliver your content to your audience for whatever reasons of their algorithms, you are out of luck right? And so you need to have a way that you can communicate regularly with your clients and that you can continue to build that connection with them and that relationship with them outside of social media. And so I teach my students to one, to have the web presence. So we definitely want to make sure that you have the website, even if it's a very simple website, even if it's a one pager, even if it's literally just a web, like a web page where they can submit their email address so that you have a means of contacting them later, like that is, that's enough. Anything is better than nothing at all, right? But we want to have, and there is a lot of other strategy behind having a website. There's a lot of strategy that goes on the back end of having a website, everything from, you know, from being able to collect contact info to being able to collect metadata and other things around who's visiting that gives you demographic information that gives you all sorts. There's so many ways that having a website is useful to you, but as it relates to marketing specifically outside of these platforms, having that website is going to be like the first step that I would certainly recommend. The other piece that I would suggest is it building the presence for that site, right? Again, one of the, one of the ways that I teach my students to be able to be super present in, you know, on Google, to be super present in the search engines when people are looking for henna artists in and around the, you know, in, um, in and around their area is by way of 
building that the richness around that platform. So even if you have to start small, you do want to continue to grow. So having some sort of place where you can host your cornerstone content, be that blogs, be that having a podcast, be that like whatever, if that's a group, maybe you have some sort of, you know, something that you're hosting on another platform outside of social, right? That could be a, oh gosh, what do they call it? Like a like group chats, things like this, even if you have something like this happening, so long as it's done ethically and so long as it's done allowing for people to opt in properly, which is something I want to, again, I'm coming back to this, that will allow for people to opt in properly and for that to be like a legally sound way for you to communicate with them, then that's fine. But have something on the side where you can continue to build. And so blogging is a great way to do this. I will be honest, like blogging is not my favorite thing. I'm not a writer. I enjoy writing, but I I tend not to be a writer. I have to really feel it um, before I will write a long form piece of content, but I talk, right? I talk. I don't mind. I don't mind speaking. And so for me having, I will, and preparing my own stuff, I will um, do voice, voice recordings, right? I'll do voice recordings. And then from there, take the transcript, convert that into a blog. And those, that, those pieces of content have helped to establish the, the baseline for, for my website's present presence on the internet. And so I don't want you to like hear, Ooh, I should have a blog and think like that's super overwhelming. There are plenty of tactical things that you can do to make that easier. The other way that my, I guess I can't even say the other way, because we've talked about it a little bit thus far is, um, is having that email list. So having a means to connect it. First of all, I, I want to kind of highlight email marketing is intimate right? It, that's contact that's coming directly to your phone. It's coming directly to, to your inbox. That same phone is where you are receiving text messages from your loved ones, from your friends, from those people who are important to you. So when you are email marketing, that's like, that's a very intimate uh, way for you to communicate with your audience. And it's outside of those social platforms. Now, when it comes to email marketing, there are things that you have to be mindful of. There was someone who made a suggestion um, in her reply to me, there was an artist who said, well, I want to I would lean into email marketing and what I would do is create a, you know, create a Google form so that people could give me their email so I could collect their email address. And I'm like, that's, I get it. I understand the thought process behind it. Also, that's totally illegal. <laughs> that's, not how, that's not how, that's not how this works, right? In the US, in the UK, and in many other countries, it's actually an illegal marketing practice for you to just collect emails in that way and then start sending those emails out. Those people need to opt in as subscribers to your email list. And so having access to be able to, to reach out to your people via email is super important and then super valuable if that's a, a means of communication that you wish to develop. But you have to do that also in a way that respects the the respects that the marketplace and of course those those legal boundaries that exist around it. I will say because email marketing is something that many people brought up and said this is something I feel like I should be doing but like I don't know what to do. Uh, a lot of people when they said when they mentioned email marketing then followed up with like like this air of like ambiguity around well maybe it would be a monthly newsletter maybe I would send them coupons for the holidays. Maybe like there's this like in like this very insecure, uncertain energy around like, okay, I start connecting with my, my audience via email. What would that look like? I don't really know, but like that's something I could do, which is fine. I would, <laughs> this is where I want to tell you what I did yesterday. Okay. 
every so often I will send an email out to my client list. And uh, yesterday was one of those days. And the, actually, I will go ahead and pull it up. The email that I sent was super simple, super simple. The subject line was blink twice, sis. (laughs) Blink twice, sis. And the message was very, very short. I want to say it was like, I don't know. It was under 200 words. The subject line blink twice this. And so I go on to say, okay, start with this gift because I, I love, I love using gifts. I love using memes. My audience knows that I'm very, I I'm funny with them. When they come to visit me at the, at the boutique, I'm funny. When they see me on social media, I'm funny. Like I'm, I'm, you know, and so humor is something that I like to lean into. So I start with this, you know, this meme, it's been 84 years. <laughs> I I go on to share, you know, so, okay, maybe not exactly, but it certainly feels like it. It's been nearly six whole hours since Facebook and Instagram went down. And I don't know about you, but I'm now in the, in the throes of full-fledged withdrawal. I'm desperately missing my healthy stream of inappropriate memes. I've not been able to catch up on any of my friends' daily tea. And I have a serious question. If I cooked a delicious meal from scratch this afternoon, Chilaquiles Verdes, if you've got an inquiring mind, does it even count if I can't post it to my feed for the people to drool over? Are you all right? Blink twice if you're feeling it too. Anyways, this disconnect from social media highlights just how important, valuable, and soul-filling it is to have the pleasure of connecting, of experiencing real connections with amazing people, like you, of course. So while Facebook and the gram may be down, the self-scheduler over on the website certainly is not. And I'd love to connect with you in person again soon. So I have this uh, photo here, just kind of to entice them, reminding them of the different service types that I've got. And this is a, the photo is a clickable link. Also, there's a link below for them to click to reserve their session. So it's a very clear call to action. And then I say, you know, I'd love for my next post over on social to feature your pieces just as soon as Beyonce's internet is restored to its proper glory. XO Chelsea. And so then I go on to say, you know, PS, are you missing the memes too? And this is where I'm saying, like, this is just personal connection. This is something I'm sending it to their inbox, right? I want to connect with them. I, this is not, this is not just a, uh, of course there's a marketing aspect to it, but it's also, Hey, we're, ha- we're having this shared human experience. Let me talk to you about it. And we're going to make it a little bit fun. Right. And so I said, PS missing the memes too. Here are three from my stash, you know, to help you get through these <laughs> unprecedented times. So I, I include three memes, one to uplift one to make them laugh, and one spicy one that uh, is just to give them a quote-unquote disrespectful cackle, right? And then I say here below, below these three memes, and if you're in the mood for a little not suitable for work humor, I'll bury an extra one below, but don't email me back clutching your pearls, friend, right? And so I kind of tease them a little bit saying, hey, don't say I didn't warn you. This is your last chance to bail. And then boom, I've got this... this risky meme, (laughs) this risky meme that, you know, we'll see, we'll see how they respond. Right. And I don't, I didn't know how how my audience is going to respond to that. I just know that this made me laugh. It made me laugh from the depths of my gut. And yeah, it's totally not suitable for work, but also like the people who are, you know, wanted to kind of test out the waters, they're going to scroll. They're going to find out. Right. So underneath this now risky meme, I say, Oh, risky. I see. I like your style. Use this coupon code. And when you book, you'll get 15% off your next session. So I'm, um, you know, I'm giving them a little bit of an incentive for allowing me to play. Right. Um, And yeah. And so this is, this is how I, this, this email, I only sent out one email yesterday to, um, to my client list. This was it. And I sent it out actually just prior to the, to the, the Facebook and Instagram networks being restored. 
And so the coupon code was only available for a short amount of time. I would say only a a handful of hours uh, because actually the systems, I want to say came back up about an hour with uh, within the hour of me having sent out that email. And then I just left it up for the, left the coupon code up for the, through the rest of the evening. And that, that email, first of all, I started to receive emails back from my list, from my clients saying, oh my God, this is the best email ever. Like, this is absolutely hilarious. I love that final meme. Thanks for the coupon code, whatever. And so, you know, I got really great responses from that. And um, I was able to book an additional thousand dollars in sales just from having, just from sending that message. Right. And so I share this with you so that you can have some context of like ways or give you ideas also of ways that you can be connecting with your people outside of social media that can still feel really authentic. And if you don't already have a client list, the ways that you can begin to build that client list via that email list or otherwise, by just being sure that you're showing up where these people are and um, doing that in a way that really connects with them and and, um, is aligned with your shared values, right? So knowing who they are, where you can find them, and then showing up there in your fullest self, like I did with my memes, right? And allowing for them to, to choose you. Okay. I hope that this is helpful. I want to, (laughs) I feel like there's so much weight that's, that's placed on being present on social media. And I certainly think that they're like, we live in a, a digital world. We live in a world where social media is super prevalent and it is super important. And so this is not by any, by any means me saying, don't pay attention to your social media marketing efforts. Please do, please do. Right. And also as much as possible, as you're making the connections on social media, do what you can to move those relationships over into platforms that you own. Do what you can to move those relationships away from social and into um, spaces where you don't have to rely on someone else's network, right? If you, I, it was interesting. It was very, very interesting, actually. Hearing from headpreneurs in their replies who mentioned, well, I would just, I would connect with them via text message and they're using WhatsApp. I'm like, WhatsApp is a part of the Facebook network, friend. Like, that's not how that works. (laughs) And not only that, if you're wanting to send marketing messages, there are some rules around that, right? There's some regulation around that also. So if you're wanting to build like text messaging, marketing via text message into your practice, you certainly can. And there are definitely services out there that you can invest in where you can have a phone number and you can, you can send those blast text messages to your people, to your audience, um, and, and continue to connect with them in that way. If you, if you're not a fan of email or whatever, right, there are so many different ways that you can do that, but we want to do that in a way that we, that we own. Right. And that would be a way that you own rather than depending on these like social media platforms and and to include WhatsApp, right? One of the things that I do kind of want to highlight before we jump off of here is that none of these things are free. Some of them are, can can be kind of free, right? Because we like, let's be real. There's also, there's an investment that exists here. So depending on the number of, with email marketing, for example, depending on the number of subscribers that you have, certain platforms may offer you a free trial or a free like period if you have, under a certain number of uh, email subscribers. If you're doing like the text message marketing, you might get a number of months free use for you to try it out before you actually begin to pay. But in general, once you are, once you've actually built like a meaningful list, be that on, uh, you know, email or text message or whatever, or even if we're just referring to the website, right? You can, you can have a free website. 
And that's fine if that's where you're just getting started. But if you're going to want that nicely branded website that doesn't have like, you know, the banners and whatnot from the company that's hosting it, like you're going to have to make an investment. And so this is something also that I kind of want to draw your attention to is that we we have to be mindful too of the investment piece. To utilize the social networks is free and it's free for a reason right? But moving those people onto these platforms that we own, that is, that's a different experience. And if you want to have that more autonomous experience with your audience and that more autonomous experience in terms of client management and communication management, it's going to require an investment. And it doesn't have to be a, you know, super steep investment either. Some of these, I mean, there are text messaging services that I know you can go as low as like $20 a month with under a hundred tech subscribers, I want to say with email the same, like there's so, oh my gosh, there's so many email providers that will provide you with their email services. Normally it still has some logo, like their look, their branding attached to that. If you're on the free plan, but like, these are things that exist. And so start where you can and build from there, but like, be mindful that it is, there is a shift. And um, when you make that investment, you also get a lot back in return um, in the form of, of that autonomy and of that owning of the, of the digital assets or the informational assets related to your clients. Okay. All right, friends, there you have it. I hope that you were able to walk away from this episode with at least a couple ideas, a couple things to get the the ball rolling in your head, right? Around ways that you can market your business outside of social media. And if nothing else, I really hope that you step away with the reminder that in order to market your business effectively, whether that's online or otherwise, you need to have a very, very clear understanding of who your ideal client is, what you're doing to serve them, and how you can show up in those spaces that they occupy so that you guys can make the you know, most, most appropriate connections at the right time in the right place in a way that also positions you as the obvious best next choice for them. Okay. I want to invite you over to the Hennepreneur community where this week I'm asking, what's your takeaway from last week's outages? How are you changing your marketing strategy moving forward? And if you have any tips or tricks that you'd like to share with the group, feel free. You're welcome to drop those in the comments of the community post over in the Facebook community. All right. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye for now. Hey friend, I just want to give you a quick thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hennapreneur podcast. And I hope that you're really enjoying connecting with me in this way. You can find links to all of the content shared today in the show notes located at hennapreneur.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed the show and would like to stay in the loop with Hennapreneur, be sure to subscribe to the podcast too. You'll get access to all of the new episodes and to surprise bonus episodes as well as soon as they're released. I'd be so grateful to you if you take a moment to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. This helps me to reach more artists like you who would love and benefit from the show. For more ways to connect and work with me or to join me inside of the Hennapreneur community, pop over to hennapreneur.com. I can't wait to support you as you chase your big audacious goals one henna design at a time.